Welcome to another edition of Kids Corner. I'm with Sean Belegian. We are going to recap the hockey state finals that happened this past weekend. Sean, how are you doing today? Outstanding, John. It was a, a tremendous weekend. Uh, you know, um, kudos to the MHSAA. They really put on a show. They come into a rink that isn't their rink, and, and the job that those guys do, you know, I think there are the things that people see, and then there are things behind the scenes that, that I guess guys like you and I see, and the job that Cody and the entire staff did, and all the officials as well. Uh, just just an outstanding job. What a fun, fun weekend that is each and every year. In Division Three, we thought Flint Powers, this was their tournament to lose. Well, they lost to Calumet. So your thoughts quick on Flint Powers not making it to the state final game? Well, you know what? Calumet was a team that we had talked about many times. They, they just, they... They found their groove. You know, they started out 0-4. Now, let's also remind people that, you know, the the 0-4, I believe it was two losses to Hancock, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head, and two losses to Cranbrook. So those are tough opponents. But they got on some kind of roll. And to get out of that butcher shop that is the Upper Peninsula, because you got to remember, you got Hancock. You, you, have, you have Coach Markham and Houghton. Um, to get out of there says a lot, but uh, – I think the way that Calumet did it um, against Flint Powers, you know, tells you a lot. Flint Powers had yet another scare with Forest Hill Central. You know, Forest Hill Central, poor team, lost three teams three times this year by a goal to Granville and twice by a goal to Powers, including in overtime. So uh, Coach Zaschek and the Rangers' time is, is yet to come. And quite frankly, I think Coach Perry's time is yet to come. But uh, it was Calumet in, in that game. Make no mistake about it. And on the other side, Diosal ended the Cinderella run for Dearborn Divine Child. And then in the state final, we had Diosal taking care of business against Calumet. Congrats to Staz and the staff at Diosal. Great season for them. Fantastic year. You know, they, they, they play the MIHL schedule. And, you know, we talked about it here on the show. I think that that final primer, if you will, they had one game after that. I think they played Novi after that. But to play Stevenson and play Novi, two KLA teams to go into the playoffs, I think that really helped Coach Staskowski. And if you didn't know how good Thomas Hernandez was, I think he showed everybody over the weekend. Um, he took that game over. I mean, he was he was next to unstoppable. And this is a guy that, you know, uh, he was hurt for a while, and then he came back and he wasn't full strength. But that is a sniper uh, that is a total playmaker. You need your best players to be their best in the big moment. And that kid was. Uh, that was a memorable, memorable performance in that D3 final. He had a broken foot. He was out for a while, so he came back at the right time. Yeah, he, he really, you know, this was something you got to remember. He wasn't, he wasn't healthy. That's not something you just jump on, on the ice and ha-ha, you know. This was a kid that had to fight through some things. And uh, he, he was outstanding. I mean, he really was. And, uh, you know, so was uh, Piney. You know, he, he had uh, an outstanding final. But um, I, total team effort by D. LaSalle. It, it really was a, a fantastic run, a memorable run. And one of the good guys, Craig Staskowski, uh, you know, got a payoff. And I'm really happy for Craig. I really am. When he was at Rochester United, he did play some teams in the MIHL. What do you think was his first experience being in the MIHL? the season. You know, I I talked to coach about it 
a lot during the course of the season. And he actually, when you and I had the conversation a few weeks ago about what we think the better division is, you know, he, he you know, friendly, in a friendly way, chided me and said, no, you're going to have to take my word for it. It's the MIHL, you know, because he has to play that grind. But, I mean, John, think about it. You know, you, you have Trenton. You have, you have Orchard Lake St. Mary's. You have Brother Rice. You have Catholic Central. You I mean, Jesuit. right? Game after game after game, and, and pretty much on any given night, a vast majority of the teams in that league can come up and bite you in the behind. It wasn't it wasn't a banner year uh, for U of D, okay? But they went through that span in the middle of the season where they they had a couple big victories as well, and and started to kind of get it going and everything. So you know that's the tough grind that is the MIHL, and you know we always talk about battle tested, and sometimes I think to the point of cliche, but I think when you take a look at some of the teams that advanced in all three divisions, I think there's something to be said for playing those types of schedules. I to me. Brighton is, and we'll get to Brighton in a minute, Brighton is on a pedestal. And when I've done my rankings the last few years, that's what I always remind people. Even if Brighton should get off to a, I don't know, four and four start, it's like, oh, no, 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 dig a little deeper. Look at who Coach Mogath and, and, and this team, look who they're playing. You know, look look at look at the, the, the caliber of opponents that they're playing. So, um, yeah, I, I think Coach Staskowski, there, there were some down moments. There's no doubt about it, but... You know, they picked up a couple nice wins this year along the way, too, and kind of served notice. And that's why guys like you and I, I think Ben as well, I think we all had uh, D. LaSalle going to the final, if I'm not mistaken. So um, for them to win it, though, uh, total credit, no doubt about it, they're the Division Three champions. And I know you're a good friend of Staz, so... How special is it for you and him, you know, to share this moment? It was really cool. It was great to go downstairs and and, and see him and, and and see the big smile on his face and everything. And yeah, I just gave him a big hug and told him, you know, I was proud of him. You know, I've I've, I've got to know Craig uh, over over the past few years. He's a great guy. And Craig, if you're listening, I know your heart's in the right place. And he's one of those guys that really wants to make. Uh, the high school product, a, a better product. And, you, John, you know it. I, you know, I, I don't want to single out Staz in that way. So many of the guys that we talk to, are, I mean, to say that they're friendly, to say that they go out of their way, to say that their heart's in the right place, it's an understatement. It's, it's, it's a fantastic community, and I think that's why guys like you and I are so passionate about trying to promote what is a darn good product. In Division Two. The big semifinal was Heartland and Brother Ice. We said the winner of this game wins it. Yep. We, p- we picked Heartland, but Brother Ice just took it to them. Best team in the state. I mean, no disrespect to Warren D. LaSalle. I mean, no disrespect to Brighton. Best best team in the state. When they decided to turn it on, they turned it on. And let's repeat a lot of the things that we just said about Staz. First-year coach in the MIHL. Uh, expectations are so high. You have landmines all the time. And you take a look at Rice. There's another school. They duck nobody. And you have to give 100% kudos uh, to Coach Kenny Chaput for that. And, and you know, another guy, an old friend of ours, if you will, Coach Fleming was on his staff, you know, formerly at Berkeley, one of the good guys in the business. But um, the dominance that Brother Rice showed. Take a look at their run, John. Their, their playoff run was disgusting. I mean, they they didn't just beat teams; they dominated teams. No no game uh, was was closer than three goals. I mean, they beat an unbelievably good Gross Point South year that in any other year they might be a champion. They beat them by three. 
Heartland. I mean, my my humble opinion is I think Heartland's the second best team in the state. Um, I, they took care of business against Coach Gadwa's team, and then you know, obviously in the finals. Hey, let's give some credit to to Forest Hills uh, NE because that was a run that I don't think a lot of people thought they would make. They've made the run two years in a row. They're doing some good things on the west side. You have to give them credit there, but. Just brother Rice in every fa- John in every facet of the game. Uh, you want a goaltender to shut you down. You want the defense to shut you down. You want to you want to get some big goals. Totally deep team, the best team in the state, the Warriors. And uh, to the Warrior fans out there, I got a little business from the Warrior fans because I I kept picking them number two. You were right. I was wrong. You're number one. There's no doubt about it. Let's take a listen to what the brother Rice team had to say after the state final. Hey, Steve yeah. Chips down to yeah. Well, we didn't really doubt you guys. We did say Heartland and Brother Rice were the two best teams in the state. And we did say the winner of that game was going to win the state championship. So, we're, you know, we're not doubting the whole entire time. No, no. You know what? I I, uh, I heard from some of them earlier in the year, and that's why I wanted to tip the cap and give some kudos because, uh, you know, some of the guys, in a very classy way, I might add, uh, were, were saying, oh, I can't believe you picked us too. I can't bl- believe you picked us too. All year long, John, when I did the rankings, I, I think there was one time I had Powers number one, but every other ranking that we did, it was Heartland or Rice, Rice or Heartland, and I think they were the two best teams all state and all year in the state. And listen, brother Rice, you know to the guys out there, I'll say it again: you left no doubt. You're number one. Congratulations. Let's talk about that game, the Division Two game. It was an ugly game in the first period. It was zero zero. I'm thinking, all right, it's going to be one, maybe three four nothing, but. It, once that first goal happened by Brother Rice, it, it ended. Yeah, it did, and and I think it starts to go downhill. You know, when they got you know the couple of shorthanded goals, um, you know things things really started to roll downhill, and that's what Rice can do to you. You know, they come in waves. They're so deep, they they come in waves, and and you just have to. What's the word I'm looking for? You have to stay focused because if you lose focus for a second, you know it it can get away fast from you. Um, and, and this is a brother rice team. I mean, you look at it earlier in the year, um, they, they were, they were having a a few games where they were finding, you know, a tough time scoring and, uh, they put it all together. I mean, that's what good teams do. You know, we always knew talent wise, they were probably the most talented team in the state. And I mean, no disrespect to anybody else, but sometimes that doesn't get it done. And that's why you saw them over the course of the season, you know, kind of drop a few games and, and everything. But once they put it together, they they were an unbeatable foe. There's no doubt about that. In Division One, we all expected CC to get there, and they did. They get to the state final. The Brighton Northville game was expected to be a dogfight, but Brighton does it again. They prove once the doubters wrong again. Phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. It, it really, John. I saw them a few weeks beforehand um, out at, at Novi Ice Arena, Northville's home. And um, Northville, Northville outworked them. Northville outplayed them. I made the comment they brightened, brightened. You know what I mean? They 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 got gritty uh, on a couple goals and everything. And when Brighton turned it on, it was that was uh, to do what they did in the weekend to those teams to Northville, which is a top ten team, to Catholic Central, which is a top ten team. In my opinion. That was the most dominant performance in the weekend. It, it really was because they took care of business. Much like we said about Brother Rice, uh, they left no doubt. Um, you know, 
it kind of came on late against Northville, but it was the early shock and awe uh, against Catholic Central. It really was, and I think uh, they showed their depth. I, I think uh, 17 in particular was was probably the second best guy in the tournament. He really was behind uh, Thomas Hernandez for the weekend. And, you know, when you have depth like that, you have the goaltending that they have. Um, you know, I thought Neaton was outstanding. Total props. And they're doing something right out in Brighton. There's, there's no doubt about it. I, I think perfect segue. Uh, I had a conversation, no names mentioned, um, with some coaches maybe about a month ago. And you and I were just having this conversation off the air, if I can segue into that. If you're talking about the public school model, of, of the past decade, I think it's Brighton. Yep. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, Lavoni Stevenson has to be mentioned. Obviously, Trenton has to be mentioned. And I'll say this to the Trojan fans. I'm one of those guys. I, I think Coach Clements is going to get it. I think he's, he's going to get it going. And and it's not like Trenton has been bad by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, when you replace a legend and a great guy in Coach Turner, um, I think Chad, again, is one of those guys. His heart's in the right place. Mark my words, they're going to be a darn good team next year. They, they have some quality coming back, and they're going to be a darn good team next year. So, you know, when, you, when you're talking about, I guess, the creme de la creme of the public schools, and I, and I don't want to leave Coach Brazil and, um, and, and Granville out of it, or, or Coach Markham. I think Coach Markham's done a great job up at Houghton for many years, but I think the tippy top is is Brighton, and then you, you you probably have Livonia Stevenson just under them, and you know Clint Robert and Northville now. There, you know, I think I think they're scratching the surface. Personally, I, I really do. This was a good run to get back to the Final Four for the first time since two thousand four, but uh, I I think they're starting to scratch the surface out there. What do we have to say about that area, the Brighton, Howell, Heartland area in hockey over the last decade too? It's not just Brighton; it's Heartland, and it was Howell there for a few years. When Coach Montrose was there. Yeah, you're right. A, a lot of people are moving out that way. And so you'll wonder if maybe, you know, some of the, the South Lion teams will start to reap the benefit to that. You know, uh, Milford, you wonder you wonder if, if that area, you know, you'll start to see some players out there. But, no, you're absolutely right. When I look, when I look at Brighton and I look at Heartland, there has been a constant parade of players. I mean, there really has. I mean, loaded Loaded, loaded every year. And Coach Gadwa always seems to to find guys as well. You have to put Heartland uh, up there when you're talking public school. I mean, Brighton, Stevenson, maybe Heartland, uh, one, two, three, and you could flip-flop Stevenson, Heartland maybe. Um, you know, and, and their time is coming. Heartland's time is coming. They're going to win a championship in Division Two. Very, very soon. Should they elect to stay in Division Two, you know, I, you know how that game goes. But um, you're absolutely right. The amount of talent in that area is incredible. And you know, Howell, Howell has shown some signs in the last couple of years as well. The Highlanders have, have 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 shown some signs. But you're right, a heck of a lot of talent out there, John. Credit to coaching staff to keep those kids playing high school hockey. Absolutely. Oh, no question. Look, there are a lot of options out there, and you know, we've talked about it before. A lot of guys in the past, 20, 25 years ago. Uh, chose different routes. They chose AAA and everything. A lot of these guys are 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 trying high school hockey, and it's not just to yay. I want to play in front of my my um, classmates and get the accolades and everything from um, the the students. It's because people are watching. John, um, I challenged people the last one that we did, and I'm sure that you saw it. Take a look at the scouts that are walking around the building. 
Mm-hmm. And you, you, a scout sticks out like a sore thumb. They really do. They have their notepad. They look all professional. They're no, their head's always down. Look in the corner of the arenas. That's where your scouts sit for particular games every time. There were so many scouts there, scouts that I know, guys that I've known from you know doing the OHL for many years and doing the NTDP. And it, what's interesting to me, without naming names, is a lot of these guys will say, tell me about blank, tell me about blank. How often have you seen blank and stuff like that? So not only are you getting the, the, the regular scouts, the, you know, the, the USHL guys, and you know, we've talked about it, guys are moving on to the USHL, guys are moving on uh, to the North American League. But you're, you're getting some of the college scouts, and you're getting guys moving to the next level now, and that is important. And, and if I'm a coach out there, and the coaches that I know, I stress this to them, tell these kids this isn't just about getting your letter jacket anymore. Mm-hmm. Guys are being noticed. I, I'll quote Mike Vellucci again. You know, now the assistant general manager with Carolina. If, if you can play, we'll find you. And, and you're, seeing it, you're seeing it at the high school level now, and it's, it's awesome. And in turn – it's rewarded us. It's given us a darn good product and, and a weekend like we had last weekend at, uh, at USA Hockey. And an example, too, is a look at Jake Krepsky from Brighton. Yep. He played high school hockey, and where is he going to go? Lake Superior State. Yeah, there, there are, you know, there are so many guys, you know, uh, the, the two guys from Stevenson have both moved on. You know, we talked about Gerald Mayhew before. I, I know of a few others that, uh, that— Quinn Preston now is going to Ohio State. Yep, you got—I I know of a few others that, that I just heard in the past few days, to be honest with you, that I'm not at the liberty to say right now I'm going to let them make the announcement, but— when I hear this stuff, and a lot of times, you know, a guy will reach out to you and tell you that. Uh, you know, we t- Logan Genuine, going to Western. You know, guys are moving on now, and, and that's, a, that's a big thing. John, I'm fortunate. I, I call some Michigan State games. You know, they have some guys up there, and when they played Michigan Tech, there were some guys from Michigan Tech. And, you know, there's a, a couple of other games that I did. You know, we were counting. I was like, oh, there's four here. There's five there. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, John, I, although, you know, I do a few state games during the course of the year, um, doing the NTDP, there, there's always Michigan high school products, always. You know, whether it be kids from the west side, whether it be kids from up north, whether it be kids from the Detroit area. So if you're a young player out there, um, by some strange chance, maybe you're listening to this and you're not, you're not part of the high school yet, please don't be one of those kids that say nobody's going to notice me. That couldn't be further from the truth. Not only are kids getting noticed, but they're being rewarded for their hard work and their commitment. Now it's time for Sean Belegian's final rankings. <laughs> so, Sean, I'm going to let you reveal the final rankings. Well, what we did, John, is, uh, you know, by the way, can I say this? And, and I'm going to speak for you here for a second, and, and you yell at me if I'm speaking out of turn. I want to thank everybody that listens to this and, and reads the content that we put out. I can't tell you how much it means to see, even when you guys disagree with us, thanks for the feedback. Because I think, John, it fuels both of us because it allows us to know that there are enough of you out there that you want this and you like this and everything. So keep the tweets coming. Uh, you can tell the powers that be at State Champs as well that you love this stuff. And that, I'm not shilling when I say that because we're, we're passionate about it, Johnny, as, as, as you can tell. I wanted to do, um, when I do this ranking, John, um, I think it's only right to put the champions at one, two, three. Oh, exactly. No disrespect to anybody else. I have Rice number one, no doubt about it. Brighton number two. I put uh, De La Salle at number three. I have Heartland at four. Uh, Coach Gadwa. 
and and the Eagles, another tremendous year. I put Catholic Central at five. Uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, lest we forget, it might have been the Eaglets there, if not for an overtime goal yeah. against Brighton. We all picked Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Yes. To the state championship game. Yes, yes. Uh, I have Calumet at seven. I have Flint Powers at eight. I had a real tough time with 9, 10, and 11. I really did. What I did is I put Forest Hill Central at number 9, uh, Coach Zaschek and the Rangers. I put Northville at 10, and I put Gross Point South at 11. Um, Gross Point South, by the end of the year, may have been one of the best teams out there. Um, Livonia Stevenson at 12, uh, Cranbrook at 13, Hancock 14, Celine. What a run. What a run by Celine. And, and dig a little deeper, they're playing good hockey down the stretch, too. Um, I have Livonia Churchill at 16, uh, Coach Novak and, and Detroit Country Day. They were a team that really got it going. Uh, props to Coach Vento and Plymouth. You know, it's tough when Plymouth and Salem yearly have to play early in the playoff. Because well, maybe down the road that could. I yeah, hope so because, you know what, I, number one, they're two good teams, yeah. and I think they're two good programs on the rise. And, and I think Coach Vento and Coach Ossenmacher from Salem probably deserve a little better. I have Trenton at 19, and I'm putting a circle around Trenton, and I'm going to say it again. I think the Trojans are going to be really tough next year. Really tough next I th- year. I think Coach Chad is going to be fine. You know, I, you know, I live in Wyandotte. I hear the rumblings down and down river. You know, they got to get rid of Chad. I'm like, they're not going 6-15-2. Bam. Bam. They're still they're over 500. They still get to the regional finals. They get to the quarterfinals. Just you're not going to win a state championship every single it, year. And Mike Turner did not win a state title every single year. You got it. And, I, you know, I, I got a chance to run into Coach Turner, and I, I just another great guy. My goodness. I talked to him for a while and Coach Clements. I have Forest Hills uh, Northeast at 20, Granville at 21, uh, Salem at 22. How about Bob Hall and Utica Eisenhower? I think quietly just keeps doing the job and keeps being a threat and one of those, one of these years, they're they're going to pipe up and and bite somebody. Think about the scare that they put in a Catholic Central this year. Uh, I have Coach Markham and Houghton at twenty four. Look out for them next year. I think put a circle around them in D three. And um, I had a really tough time at twenty five, but a couple different coaches suggested this to me. Nick Batter and Romeo. Yep. They didn't make they didn't make our rankings all year. But when you think about what they lost, they lost two of the best players in the state, including the guy that I felt was the best player in the state. And Nick Batter got the Bulldogs to a point where they were dangerous to anybody by season's end, you know, before eventually falling to Brother Rice. So um, we're going to have that posted at State Champs. We'll um, tweet it out when this gets tweeted out and everything. But, you know, that's the way that it goes. And, and, and John, it's crazy. I was talking to a coach whose name shall not be mentioned last night, and he said to me, can we drop the puck again? And I said, I'm with you. I, no. I, it's a long wait now, but uh, it, it, um, it was a fantastic season, and I can't wait for next season to start. I know it's a long wait to next year, but who do you see in your top 25 that can make some noise next year? Um, you know, I'll, I'll mention again, I, th- I think Trenton's going to be really dangerous in Division II. Um, Mitchell and Stevenson, look how young that team was uh, this year. You know, you had a slew of sophomore and juniors including one of the best goaltenders in the state. I, I think they're going to be a really good team. Uh, Brother Rice is going to be darn good again. Uh, yeah, shocker. Uh, Catholic Central, I'm going to have to say this again, John. This was supposed to be the a da- down, down year. year yep. Think about that. I want, I want people to think about this was a down year for Catholic Central. Uh, that's, that's pretty frightening when you, when you think about it. Um, Northville 
is another team that, you know, when you think of the juniors coming back, you know, you got five coming back, uh, you have Sargent coming back, you have to replace one of the best goaltenders in the state, Miller, but um, I, I think they're a team that they keep that they keep getting uh, a, an influx of talent. So uh, I like the Rangers. I, I, I like Forest Hill Central. I think what you've seen Coach Zaszczak do um, in the course of the last three years is much like we were just talking about with Catholic Central. Um, two years ago was supposed to be a down year for Forest Hill Central, and they were an incredible threat in a top 15 team. So I think that's going to continue to get better. I, I've i always joked uh, with Coach Mitchell, and I know you'd be in on this, I would love sometime in December or January to go up to the UP for a week and go see Calumet and go see Hancock and go see Houghton, go see Marquette, go see the Sioux and go see Escanaba. That is always an underappreciated and undervalued um, part of the hockey state. And two years in a row, John, um, you know, I think guys like you and I, I, I thought Hancock was the best last year. They eventually won it. But Calumet was a team that a lot of people, you know, hey, look out. This is a dangerous team. You know, I thought Powers would beat them. But, uh, you know, when you get on that type of role and you're consistently winning games against the caliber of opponents that they're playing, um, you're doing something right up there. And, and that's, that's the cool thing to me because you've got, you've got some coaches up there um, at Houghton and Hancock and Calumet where they're battling one another. Right now. I mean, forget about the rest of the state. You know, they're battling one another right now. And that's a pretty cool dynamic that exists up in the UP. And finally, we'll have this podcast out before the Mr. Hockey announcement on Sunday. You've seen a lot of hockey this year. Who do you think is going to be Mr. Hockey? That is a, a great question. Who do I think is it going to be? Or, or, or who do I think it should be? Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's going to be Crespi. I, I could be wrong. And I hope that he uh, or anybody from that fan base doesn't take this the wrong way. I think the Pitters kid from Gross Point South is pretty special. Um, if, if I had a vote, I'm part of the process. And, and what we do is, as you know, we, we kind of put a top 10 together and then we all kind of rank them from there. I, I think you could, take, you could take Crespi or you could take Pitters and you could flip a coin. You, you legitimately could flip a coin. So I, I don't want any of the Brighton fans to think that I'm saying, no, 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 he's not deserving. I think, I think you could flip a coin. I, I really do. I, I think you could flip a coin. And how special is that hockey banquet? They put a, a good show. It's awesome. You know, I've been fortunate um, to, to uh, speak a couple different times, I think three times now. Unfortunately, I can't make it this year. I have a, a previous engagement. But it, it's a fun time. And it's great to get the hockey community together, and it's great to um, acknowledge these guys all across the street. You know, the coaches of the year in, in all three divisions and, um, you know, the, the various all-state teams and dream teams and everything. You've been there. Uh, not only do you to get a great meal, let's not forget yeah. that, um, but you know what? It, it's just outstanding. It's a culmination of... Um, the whole season, and, and John, you know, the work that these guys put in all across the state, uh, it just... That's, to me, why these guys deserve every bit of the coverage, and I hope other media entities out there, every bit of the coverage that they get. It really is. It's a great product, and I want to thank everybody out there, the coaches, the players, uh, the administrators, uh, people like, you know, 
uh, Cody. Yeah. Um, really, and, thank you. And even Lawrence Tech for uh, sponsoring. Oh, the- Lawrence Tech is outstanding. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm glad that you brought that up. I mean, you know, our, our buddy Dane is a big part of that, and Coach is a big part of it. And you know what's really cool about it? When you tweet things out, a lot of times Lawrence Tech will retweet it or, or like it or whatever. So your support is, is outstanding, and, and, and we need more of it. We, we really do. Um, you know, we want to do more, John, and without giving things away, we, we want to do more and hopefully we'll be able to do more. This was a great idea on yep. your part, young man. Yep. Um, no, really props to you. I'm this. Is, hey, Sean, can you come in and talk high school hockey? Oh, John, twist my arm. Of course I can. Great idea and, by and, you. And it turned out it was just a training experiment through work. It was just like, Hey, everyone has to do a podcast. So I was like, well, I know one person that will definitely do it. Love it. And we're getting a lot of traction for it too. Good. Well, you know what? Share, share it with your friends and, um, you know, we're going to keep doing this as long as we can keep doing it because it's a, it's a great product. I, John, you know, on a, on a personal note, my, my falls always really busy. I do a lot of things without, you know, boring people with details and everything, but I, I always joke to some coaches that I know, I like when mid-December hits for one reason. And you know what that reason is? I can go see three, four hockey games a week. And do you you know how, I mean, really? Do you know how cool that is? And, you know, a lot of times I'll I'll bring my daughter. You know, I have a, a, she's now 12, a 12-year-old hockey-loving daughter. And a lot of times I'll I'll be able to do that. And a lot of times I'll just go by myself. But uh, I can't tell you, man, every time you go walk up to a coach and you ask for some insight or you ask for some thoughts, um, these guys are gracious. Um, they're, they're complimentary and it's like, no, 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 no. I have to be complimentary to you. You guys have done a great job with this product. And before we go, I want to say congratulations in girls hockey to Farmington Hills Mercy. Yes. They, they did beat Livonia Ladywood in overtime three to two. And then in division two, I don't know if you heard about this game. Liggett was playing in Ann Arbor Pioneer. They were down six to one. Going in the third, and they won eight to six. Is that crazy? Yeah, you know, uh, John, um, the women's world championship is coming up here in a few weeks, and I'm I'm fortunate to be part of that. It is something that is not going to go away because you know why? You have twelve year olds like my daughter that look up to these girls, whether they play for Northville, whether they play for Team USA, and these kids have their own voice. And and you know what? To me, the more the merrier. It's great for the game that we love. And before we go again, who do you pick to win the NCAA tournament? Why do you have to put me on the spot like that? North Carolina. How about that, North Carolina? I filled out two brackets, one here at work and one on ESPN, and I picked Villanova. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, at all. It's uh, The first two days of the tournament are a blast. Yeah. They, they just are. It's uh, They should have it as a national holiday. They should tell people <laughs> not to go to work so you can watch the first two. And I do have Michigan going to the Sweet 16. I do have State losing to Miami. Oh, so do I. Yeah, is it state, yeah, State's not a very good team. I think if Michigan gets past the first one, I think I think Michigan can win the next couple, personally. I think the first one's a very tough matchup, but we'll see. Sean, thanks again. Always, Sean. And we'll see you guys next winter. You got it, buddy.